Not a museum. It's better described as an adult playground and idiosyncratic. It is a massive collection of modern sculptures and randomness. Hi there, I'm Marilyn, and welcome to the Viva America podcast. After traveling with my family to all 50 states, I am fascinated by the stories this country has to tell, the good ones and the bad ones. The Viva America podcast won't just share the morbid, terrifying, and haunting stories of this nation, but the inspirational, wholesome, and inspiring stories as well. Balance is good. Join my son Cameron and I as we reflect on the places that we have visited and share stories that fascinate us, or horrify us, or inspire us, or fill us with despair, or make us want to head out on another adventure. After all, in the infamous words of Forrest Gump, life is like a box of chocolates and you never know what you're going to get. Hi again, everyone. My name is Cameron and that is my mother. Hi, I'm Marilyn. (laughs) You got my cue. That worked. (laughs) um, How are you doing, Mom? How's everything been back home? I'm good. I actually had an unusually busy week work-wise. But today, we're recording on a Saturday, which we normally don't ever record on the weekends, but it was kind of because I was so busy. However, your dad's golfing, so I get the house (laughs) to myself today to just catch up on the week, including this, including recording. Uh, So even though it was a busy week, I'm having a good day of catching up. Just you and the dog? Just me and Bigfoot. (laughs) Nice. And yes, I've had scout my cat i've had her for i guess it's eight days now she's sleeping right behind me right now she's the sweetest thing in the world she's woken me up like once or twice but that's really been the only issues that we've had i don't know whatever i got her from like one of those cafe like it's almost seems like a showroom for a shelter so like she's from a shelter but she was at a cat cafe is what it's called yeah but she's like she's been trying to make friends with everyone i mean our other cat was astray and so she's not really all about it yet but they've been chasing each other around and stuff like that it's Aww, actually she's adorable like a little social butterfly yeah no she is she's literally she'll come up to everyone that comes in the door like she's like a dog is yeah. is pretty much how i've been thinking about it and i mean she's only like 10 months old yeah so that could change but well i'm Aww. gonna enjoy it while i can i can't <laughs> wait to meet her i actually now like want to see you soon i mean i always want to see you so that's not like <laughs> Oh, I didn't <laughs> care about seeing you, but yeah, now we'll I'm like, <laughs> but now I want to meet your cat. So. Oh, that's what changed your mind. Okay, I see. <laughs> I'm just saying I want. I'm having more of an urge to want to see you than yeah. Normal, she's she's sweet. I'm baby. I'm not sure how she's gonna handle meeting Bigfoot. She's no. been fine with our dog here, but Bigfoot. No, we're gonna be really intentional. We're gonna make okay, this work because they have to be best friends. She's not really scared of much. No, I don't. Well, I mean, I guess I do worry she'll be scared and just like run away, run to your room. That, that, she'll probably just run and hide under a bed, is probably yeah, what I think. But I, think I don't want her to do that. I want them to actually like. No, well, it'll happen, but you got to let them meet each other and stuff. I know. But that's just, it'll, it'll be. I good. feel also, though, that like Bigfoot has never been around a cat. So he's like the awkward child that's not going to know what the heck to do. They both just want to play. But it yeah. might take a little while <laughs> to get that to happen. Yeah, yeah, it might. Okay, well, so I've been. Like we gotta make this yeah. happen. 
I've just been hanging out with her all weekend, pretty much, or all week, starting classes and that type of stuff. First real week of my semester, but you know, something like that. How are you like feeling that. about it? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. I, I know. Last full semester of senior year, I'm going to have to take two summer classes, I think. But okay. other than that, yeah, pretty good all around. Re- like yeah. ready to, pretty motivated to stay on top of my stuff at least. But granted, yeah. it's only been one week, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's only like, what, 12 more weeks? A semester's yeah. not that long. Yeah, I know. So, so mom, we've been on a lot of trips, right? 50 states. Like, we didn't do them all at once or nothing like that. <laughs> you actually, you don't know what I'm telling you about today at all. I don't dude. know. This is the first time that, that I have no idea. Even the, the email invite I sent you for this recording, I put surprise topic because <laughs> I don't yeah. know. So some of those trips, like, we, we know, I think we kind of have the same, like, top trips in common. Sure. But there's some trips that weren't as great. Sure. Um, not be- like not for any particular reason. Oh, look, the- some trips are better than others. It's not good. But so I I actually had kind of forgotten about this place because okay. it was on one of those trips. We're we're gonna do something a little lighter. We're not a little lighter. We're gonna do something lighter today. Okay. From one of these calm trips, and we're going to St. Louis, Missouri, to the City Museum in oh, yeah. St. Louis. Yes. I have like very vivid memories from like climbing all over all the massive. I don't even know what to like. It's like a playground kind of mm-hmm. yeah. all over this place. But I remember being there and having no clue what the hell this place was. <laughs> yeah. And I like, did you know what it well, was? Well, okay. So, I mean, I knew what it was because I had researched it and saw sure. pictures and it looked cool. But like, I tend to not really like museums. Like there's probably. Well, it's not a museum. Really, well, but I mean, it's called City Museum. Yeah. And so there's probably four or five museums that I would tell anyone on this planet to go to because they're, they're that good. But once you get out of that top four or five, I could do without those museums. Like I'm sure I'm okay. It's like, I I always give the example, like, I think it was the museum of natural history. It, It was one of the, one of the museums like that. They had an exhibit on the cave dwellings at Mesa Verde. And it's like, oh, this is really cool. You can see how these people used to live in the sides of the cave and da da da. However, we had actually been there. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to see these things in museums. Obviously, you can't see everything. Some things in the past. It's like, sure. I want to go there myself. So, yeah, I mean, there's a certain amount of like, you need to preserve history. Oh, yeah. I'm glad they're there. I just don't really want to go. <laughs> I think neither yeah. of us are all too heavy on the museums. I mean, they're they're yes. cool. I like history a lot. So, sure. I mean, I can take it for what it's worth, but they yeah. all kind of do blur together at a certain point. So, yeah. So, I knew what I had seen the city museum and it looked different. Like, it looked yes. different because I normally I wouldn't be like, oh, a museum. Let's go there. Well, city, city museums are pretty bland name like it's very much just like city museum like where is it it's just a museum like what the hell is it but it looked very unique so I was like and frankly so there are times you know we're going to be in St. Louis I'm looking at like what should we do in St. Louis this pops up and I'm like okay that looks pretty interesting and so um it didn't have a ton of competition is what I guess I'm trying to say but I was excited about going yeah I mean I know we just kind of bashed on museums a little bit but it's (laughs) this place is 
It's not a museum. It's anything but bland. It's better described as an adult playground. It's idiosyncratic. Yeah. Um, it, it is a massive collection of modern sculptures and randomness designed to where it comes together in a really beautiful environment. I like modern sculptures and randomness. But I, mean, I mean, I don't know what else to call it. Like, you can look up <laughs> pictures of this place. If you look up the, the website, it's just citymuseum.com. That's where I got all my information from. They have a history tab that chronicles like when all the exhibits were put in place yeah so this whole place was kind of the brainchild of this guy named bob cassily who's kind of going to be the main subject in the story because okay. he had like a business partner and then he had a few wives that came in and out of the picture but it was mostly his thing okay. it, this was his project his project his baby his yes deal. exactly it's described as being his brainchild, but in my time looking into the place, I stumbled across the fact that not only did Mr. Castley have this monument to his mind, but he was also found dead in one of his other creative projects nearby under mysterious what? circumstances, which oh I didn't gosh. even, I didn't even know that until I was like already researching Wait, this. When? Like, is it? 2011. Wow. Okay. So half, a lot of the stuff that's made in this museum was made after he was found dead. I'll get more into that okay, later. Okay. That's kind of like a... Like, it's one of those weird things. There's not really any suspects, okay. but also it's it doesn't seem like it was an accident, even though that's what it's ruled. That's but it's ruled. Okay. we'll talk about that later. And that was okay. at, at one of his other projects called Cement Land, which just <laughs> stopped when Sounds he died. amazing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's St. Louis. Museum <laughs> and Cement Land. Yeah. As creative as this man was, like naming things might not have been his <laughs> i think that was kind of part of the like nuance to it though like like it's you want it to sound really boring and then you go kind there and it blows you your away. expectations yeah. away yeah yeah i would say most people outside of st louis probably have never heard of the city museum or bob castley yeah but everyone knows of the gateway arch in st louis yes. it's just a few blocks away yes i don't remember did we walk yeah i actually do think we walked. it's it's a few blocks i didn't realize yeah. it was kind of far uh, this is one of the trips that I don't think I've ever said this before, but I'm going to refer to as a train trip where we were on trains the whole time and I can't yeah. sleep in trains. So I didn't sleep at all on this trip. For <laughs> And then I was cranky the whole time and you guys wonder why I was cranky and I just wasn't sleeping. But, uh, oh but this God. is maybe one of the only really highlights I have from <laughs> okay. that trip. This, But I remember this place really kind of picked, picked that up. For, okay. or picked that picked everything up for me and it was pretty awesome and i i mean you told me we were going to a museum and i was like what the hell like what are exactly. we doing exactly you're like stupid. i haven't slept this is sucks now we're going to a museum yeah so city museum itself is a massive stone block of a building that stands 10 stories tall in the shell of a bankrupt shoe company called interco or international shoe company that filed for bankruptcy in 1992 and abandoned the property soon after. So it's really not that old that the city museum was even like the building that, or the company that was there before them was even in that building. Yeah. So they they filed for bankruptcy in 1992. Though it was kind of there was like scattered dates about when they actually stopped using the warehouse that would become city okay. museum. Uh -huh. This was kind of a time that there was a lot of deindustrialization in St. Louis. So there's a lot of companies. I mean, we're kind of exiting the time when companies like an international shoe company would be able to have co like warehouses all over the world. And yeah. now it's more me it's more mechanized and things like that. But then just one year later in 1993, Bob and his wife at the time, Gail, who is also a who was a sculptor, they bought the building. Their dream was to turn the building into a city within a city centered around art was their goal. 
he had made most of his money flipping houses and through various like businesses as well as selling art throughout the time they were both established artists like i don't think they were insanely rich but i don't think they were necessarily struggling for money either before this time bob had a stint where he was in hawaii carving wooden sculptures and selling them okay i'm not sure how that made enough money for him to buy this massive building in a city museum don't you wonder sometimes i'm like yeah how do you do this i mean he did have business partners and investors and i think his wife was kind of rich too maybe so his wife gail was his business partner for the museum they both contributed to having shares of it and things like that okay but when they bought the building in 1993 they completely shut off the building from the public, okay. leaving everyone around there to wonder what the hell was going on in this building because it was this massive shoe factory. And then they found out that two artists bought it and then they just closed it off. Like, and there was no one allowed in except for work crews and things like that. Okay. And then the first hint of like what was actually going to be there came in 1994 when without any other context, they hadn't said anything, they built a 500-foot serpent Built or, <laughs> and turned it into a fence on the perimeter of like the lot of land, which is still there. That's part of the parking yep. lot now. I can picture that, yeah. Yeah, and, and that was, for, if you're from a perspective of everyone living in St. Louis, there's this massive factory that you might have worked at a year ago. I don't know. And now there's just this massive snake fence outside and these two artists <laughs> pouncing around in there. And you're like, what is going on here? And the, the snake, it's 500 feet. The thing's yeah, massive. It's huge. But there was no one besides construction crews allowed in the building for another two years after this. Wow. So you could just be driving to work, driving past this massive snake. I mean, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you just have to wait until a few years to see what the hell was actually going on inside those doors. Wow. So this this created like a sense of mystery around the yeah. place. I actually think, I think. Bob Castley was very intentional about all these type of things that like like the little things that don't seem to always make sense at first but like this this created the sense of mystery around the place which even the way he names it like we see later like he obviously he hadn't named it yet it's like well yeah and i mean he named it city museum but then every the one thing everyone knew about it was there's this massive serpent (laughs) sculpture outside so it's like that's a little strange what kind of museum is that Mm -hmm. so the first time anyone from the public was allowed to be brought inside was two years later on new year's eve in um 1996 i'm not sure why it was new year's eve i think the whole place like well, there's actually a lot of like bars and restaurants and stuff inside the place. And there's, um, they do private events and things like that, which is kind of a big part of where I think they get a lot of their money. And money, yeah. I wish we had gone there once we were t- once I was 21 because I, I think the whole like <laughs> second floor has all this and they all, all these bars and they do really unique and like cool events and it's it's a really cool place that's like you can easily mm-hmm. just get around and I bet it would be a hell of a time. So on that New Year's Eve thing. It seemed to be like a massive construction zone. There was a few things that were already there. Um, I remember there still being a lot of construction, even when we were mm-hmm. there. there we, was, we must yeah. have been there like 2016, 2015. Sounds right. Yeah, I looked and I'm pretty sure it was 2016 from like the picture that I had, the date tagged. But it was oh, also okay. a picture from my camera, so it might be a little off. I don't know. But I remember there being a lot of construction there. And... I think it was kind of like that. I think COVID might have disrailed that a little bit, mm. but I think that's kind of part of the energy created around the place is constantly building new exhibits. And there were definitely like there were certain sections of the yes, museum yes. that when we were there were like under construction and you couldn't yeah. go to. 
there was there was no major installations at that opening party. Like there there wasn't exact exhibits that Bob Castley and Gail because they were there. They were like introducing people and things. Okay. It seemed like it was just like, hey, we're doing something here. Like, don't give up on this idea okay. or something like that. And and the museum wouldn't actually open its door for until October twenty fifth the next year. So that's like. 10 months later yeah 10 okay. months later this is when they actually actually open and we're in 1997 now 1997 okay so among the first major exhibits that were there at the time most of these are still there there was a giant bow whale that is one of the centerpieces of the massive like playground that's mm-hmm. the entire first floor yeah. this massive whale is like a ramp up to the second floor and there's a bunch of other parts around it but it's just a massive I feel like I remember the whole that floor that you're talking about really having like an undersea theme like you said there's this whale yes. and then it felt like there was like iridescent type of coral yeah there's a lot of fish tanks and things like that there yeah. um those weren't there initially those are relatively new okay that whale sculpture <laughs> all the all these exhibits like I I could find the historical information about when they were put in but yeah. Uh, I don't think Bob Castley was really someone to describe his motivations behind the, okay. behind things. Like he built this massive whale, yeah. but then didn't like, really explain whale. why. <laughs> it was just this massive whale that he was using as a ramp, but it was really cool. And it's like built into the roof. There's like glitter things hanging down, stuff like that. It's really unique. One of the other exhibits was called The World's Largest Underwear, which is a massive pair of boxers placed there and contracted by artist Bill Christman. I don't remember seeing this. I was going to say, I don't remember that. Do you? Uh, No, I don't remember this at all. And this has been there since they opened. And apparently it's still there. I don't know how we missed it. Maybe we didn't like see what it was. Like maybe we didn't. I I think it's they're the world's largest pair. I think we would notice what they were. But (laughs) but they're this this artist, like one of the repeated themes is he doesn't really explain it. He kind of just sticks this this up and he puts a sign above it that this is Latin. All right. Semper ubi sub ubi. All right. (laughs) Which according Google told me, I don't know Latin, but Google told me that means always wear underwear. Oh my gosh. How strange. Yeah. But there was just this massive, massive pair of boxers up on the wall under a sign (laughs) that said always wear underwear. And he never explained why. It was just kind of there. It has its own Canadian fan club. Okay. I don't know much about that, but apparently there's a group of people in Canada that really likes this giant pair of boxers. <laughs> oh, it's not even the museum that has a fan club? It's no, it's for, the bo- it's for the world's large oh pair God. of boxers that's there. And it is the fourth most photographed exhibit at the City Museum to this day. Okay, now I'm like confused about, did we totally miss it? Yeah, I have no clue. I also think I was a 15-year-old boy. I feel like I would have had a hard time missing that. I know, right? I'm going to have to look up a picture of that now to just be Yeah, like, you can find oh, pictures of I? all these things. This is all in the last like 25 years. So we have pictures yeah. of all this stuff. Yeah, and the, the last like major installation that they had at the time was there was a circus that actually performed in the building called Circus Harmony. They, they've been in the building. They're still there today. And apparently they have a resident school that performs scheduled shows at the city museum still. They have like a whole, now now it's like a permanent part of the museum, but they have a whole area that they do that. I think it's up on like the third floor. Okay. But yeah. And on this opening day, this first day that they were actually open on September 25th, Bob and Gail Cashley, they were both present and greeting the several thousands that the opening had attracted. They had good turnout. Like there was like okay. a thousand, of pe- or I think it was between 2,000 and 3,000 people that showed up, which is a yeah. massive place. Like it can hold that. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's that's pretty good numbers for an opening day thing, I would think. Yeah. I mean, I guess they had kind of been teasing it for years and years, but no, but that seems like yeah. A- You'd be happy with that. At the time, the museum was just a portion of the first and second floor. Today, there's four floors that have museum exhibits, as well as the roof, which we didn't get to go to. But that place looks like one of the coolest places in the entire thing. The roof is mostly like hangout space and um, like tables for drinking and things like that. So I think it's more of a chill adult vibe rather than the kids running around all the time. So that's probably why we didn't go up there. That's probably why. Yeah. So was there like a specific thing you remember most? about this place? Uh, Yeah, I remember the um, cage tunnels is what I would describe them as. So like, you know what they were like? They were like when you go to McDonald's and you run through those like tunnel feature things on their playgrounds, but they're not plastic. They're 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 made out of like scrap metal. Yes. And stuff. That's yes. what I remember. So this is you're I'm you're talking about the same thing I talked about being one of the most miserable miserable oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> I talk like, this what? morning. Memorable things okay. Okay. from the city museum. For me, it was this monstrosity of a city or of what they call a sculpture. It's called a sculpture okay. on everything online outside. Yeah. I actually wrote in my notes monstrosity of a thing. The place is called <laughs> Monstro City. Okay. So it's monstrosity it's a play on monstrosity it's more like a three-story tall playground compiled of random scraps and salvage parts that's completely climbable there's tubes that connect everything and it's it's like it is at least two stories tall yeah it's huge i don't know i don't know how that stuff's safe (laughs) to be (laughs) honest with you but it seemed like i mean mean, it didn't feel unsafe at all no not at all I, i mean it it just looks scary. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. And you, But it is cool because you're like sitting there and because it's made out of scrap metal, you know, even when you're in the like tubes or whatever at McDonald's, like they might have a little peep window, but otherwise yeah. you're just in a tunnel. This, you feel like you're crawling on yeah. scrap metal two well, stories are, yeah. above the ground. Because you are. I mean, you are. The place <laughs> well, yeah, is made fair. from 29,000 artifacts collected by Castley. They all surround a ball pit that was put in there. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if that's still yeah. there with COVID and everything. Um, but it was made know. in 2002. Mm-hmm. There's tons of like bridges and wires. There's airplanes and airplane wings that are like hollowed out and are connected to all these other things. So you're like at one point you're walking across the wings of an old yeah. airplane yeah. and like the, the cockpit's like cut out and there's wires closing everything. It's all closed in. Like you're not going to fall out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big heights guy. And it's definitely you're looking straight down through these wires <laughs> and things like that. You can look up videos online of like adults climbing through these tubes and stuff. And it's hilarious because people obviously don't realize what the hell they're getting themselves into until yeah. you get up to the top a lot of times because you're you're like actually crawling you're not yeah, you are it's not one of those things where like oh this is like any adult can just come in here like no you're gonna have to crawl over these tubes and probably over some children on your way you to have doing to be a that. kid for a minute like yeah. you're gonna go up in here it's, it's yes uh, and there's also there's also tons of kids running around the whole time uh-huh. is the other thing so it's it's city museum like there's definitely certain parts that are more centered around the adults and then there's yeah. parts that are centered around kids but that that place is one of the places because like everyone it, it catches your eye the first time you walk up and then I think both kids and adults want to go in there. Yeah. And the kids I mean, probably every get... adult like turns into a kid yeah. for a minute. Like, yeah. how am I not going to crawl through this? I, like, yeah, I've exactly. never seen anything like it. Uh, yeah. It, it's probably one of the only, like kids get around there much easier too, sure. I bet. Because they don't have to hunch over and crawl through everything. Yeah. It's connected through the ground, through a bunch of towers and ramps. Like you can just 
I'm pretty sure there's like concession things and you can just walk up the ramp and then go up into the monster city Mm -hmm. there's a conveyor belt that connects to the inside of the museum that i'm pretty sure was like on the second or third floor Uh that connects outside to this so you're you can be inside and then just walk down this little conveyor belt i think it's a slide and then you go down it and then you're just you're in the middle of it and it's you can actually get around a lot of museum through this yeah, thing absolutely this was made in 2002 so it's a few years after it was open there's a castle that was incorporated like in 2013 they added i remember running around that when i was a kid and then there i think there was one airplane originally but now there's at least two somewhere in there and i know it seems like there's so many pictures of this place and it's massive i could have miscounted how many airplanes there were <laughs> like it's the thing and i and i like checked and checked but they um it's i don't i can't really find a picture where the whole place is in one picture first off we, i don't think it would be possible to yeah i mean it have to be like satellite yeah, or yeah. have to be like x-ray because you would need yeah. to see all the different levels L- the layers and all that too yeah yeah so that's outside we're not even okay. inside the museum yeah. yet it's that is funny that your place that you remember the most is the same as mine. I think it's yeah. probably most people's most memorable thing from there because that's it's, it's it, like even though you did a great job describing it, like you can't. No, you need to look up pictures like until yeah. you see it. So yeah, if you just look up City Museum St. Louis, that that's what you'll see first. You'll know exactly what it is when you see it because you it doesn't look like anything else. Yeah, <laughs> is sure. how I describe it. So we're gonna go into the mu- museum now, and we're gonna do it floor by floor. The like chronology of it and everything is a little too complicated, especially like there's been transitions on who's putting all the stuff in place and everything. Okay. So the first floor, you have all the customary large entranceways and walkways that it takes to host thousands every year, every day, yeah. more like. And then, but so I, I've had a really hard time putting out how to verbally describe this place because <laughs> it's so just random. Okay. Um, so I would say the big centerpiece of the first floor is a oh. massive cave system that connects yeah. everything between the first and second floors. And I it's honestly the main way you get around. Yes. That whale that I mentioned earlier is kind of like the mouth to this cave system. And it's, I said it was a ramp up to the second floor. There's not much on the second floor besides caves and aquariums. So like these caves, like some of them go under the ground. There's, I, there's points where there's like holes in the ground that like, it looks just like a little crack and then you'll see a kid climb out of it. And you're like, Oh, I guess that's part of the cave system. <laughs> and then there's tubes that go, um, over your head too that like the whole place you'll just see kids climbing over your head like there's little pillars and then there's tubes wrapping around it that you'll climb through um there's slides this is this is like a massive playground their first floor it's super easy to get lost there's not really any sense of direction but that's kind of the point yeah really low lighting and i've i've said it already it's sort of the main transportation throughout the place it connects a lot of the exhibits they have like regular stairways if you're too cool for school and don't want to go through the caves but that seems i i don't yeah, think that's, that's what bob Cassidy would want you to do and that seems no. kind of lame to me um sure. this was all there in 1999 just two years after the museum opened this was kind of what it seemed like they were working on when they opened everything okay that whale like i said is connected to everything and all around you this whole it's it's like you you said before it was kind of like underwater themes but it's kind of, i would say it's more tropical like there's like okay. palm trees and like trees everywhere okay okay i don't think they're real trees but they have like that's where they have like the tubes that the, the it's like metal spooled wire tubes i i really 
I don't know what they're from, <laughs> but like, that's what you see all these kids climbing through and everything. And it's like, it'll be above your head and through these trees and things like that. And it's a really cool environment. Like it makes it, it definitely, it's hard to not be smiling, just looking around and seeing everyone having it, so much yeah, fun. I agree. So this section is called the tree house, but it connects mm-hmm. to the caves. So it's kind of one but i would say caves are underground treehouse is the stuff above your head oh yeah because and but that also blurs when you go to the second floor because it's it kind (laughs) of connects i would almost call it like a chuck e cheese type thing but not as sticky and not as gross and you can see through everything like (laughs) like it's wires and everything and it also connects to the monster city and outside i remember being a kid climbing trying to find all these little cracks in the ground and like climbing up right on top of someone's random person's feet pretty much and it's just yeah. part of the experience yeah. and everything there they have it like uh the yellow lines hazard lines everything around all of them but there there's literally some places where there's it's like a crack that i don't know how anyone fits through and it's like mm-hmm. it's just i guess that's just part of the experience <laughs> that's there. just how you yeah know. yeah and you're also climbing through aquariums tanks this whole time not through them, but like over them and around them and things like that. Yeah. They, I think they're still kind of adding some new aquarium tanks, it seemed like. It was one of the only things that said they said they were actively doing construction on. Okay. Um, and they're scattered throughout the first few floors. It's not like it's one tank. There's a lot of smaller tanks that I'm not sure how they're connected. But you're going around a lot of these tanks, like just walking around. Sure. And it's part of the scenery when you're yes. in there walking around. It definitely creates a really unique environment where you, I think I felt like they were trying to make us feel like we were, you know, in that environment, like by yeah. the water. Da, da, da. And it, and they, I think they did a good job. Like it definitely. Well, it, it's I, for me, it just feels like somewhere there's so many childish elements and stuff where yes. it's like, you're kind of just forced to, you can't act like normal because it's not a normal situation like you're not in a normal setting you're in this place where there's aquariums and trees it's like fantasy-ish kind of yeah Yeah. i i think he was attempting like a city within it like maybe like a fantasy within a city or something which it, it does to some, I mean, like obviously, Avatar or something. <laughs> sure, yeah, and honestly, kind of, yeah, yeah, like James Cameron Avatar, like yeah. things like that. All of these aquariums and stuff on the first floor surround an old boiler tank that okay. appears to spit water that fills the aquariums, and it's called uh-huh. the puking pig. Uh-huh. And that's this. That's like it's a but it's hanging from the roof in the middle of the first floor. <laughs> So yeah, check out the puking pig when you're the there. Puking pig, okay. <laughs> so so the second floor, second floor is not mostly. The second floor is mostly food court areas and bars yeah. and things like that. I, <laughs> I mean, like I said, we I was like 15 when we went there. I remember climbing through tubes on the edge of like a bar. And like looking at people and being like, yeah, these freaking weirdos, like come climb in a tube or something. And <laughs> it like, just, like you have all these restaurants and everything, but you're still just watching this entire place. And it's, you yes. could, I think you could find something new if you sat there and looked for days on end. You would find like something new every second. I feel like it would be second. like a Where's Waldo scene. Yeah. You, you know, absolutely, oh my like, God. I, so if you have kids, I don't know, man. Get a leash or a tracking device. Some. I think that's why so many of the parents go in the exhibit themselves because it's like if I just true, you have to follow them. Yeah, 
I may never see them again. Yeah. <laughs> so so the second floor is where I think most of these private events go on, like where they okay. have food court areas and stuff like that. There's connections to all the tubes and aquariums. Um, the only real exhibit that's on the second floor is they have the former bank vault from the National Bank of St. Louis that you okay. can go inside there. They have some random, like, objects that like are they they like to salvage them from historical places in st louis so the first bank of st louis they wanted to keep the vault there was in a a planetarium and they have the dome from that planetarium up on the roof and things like that this place is really connected with st louis i think that was one of bob castley's like goals was to kind of intertwine it with the city and um, have it support the city in a lot of ways. They have a lot of programs that support local artists and things like that too. Um, I could see that, like just wanting. Yeah, but I, there's there's a it's a repeated theme of reclaiming old St. Louis like sort yeah. of landmarks or important objects and putting them yeah. in the city museum to celebrate their city's heritage the third floor is where a lot of the like children exhibits are and stuff the 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 first one it was one of the first exhibits on the third floor it was made in 2005 it's called the skateless park so it's like a skate park but without any skateboards okay there's like ropes and like slot it's basically like i watch videos from like this place because it's i feel like the coolest part of the skate park is the skateboard sure yeah they have like rope like you can like dangle off the rope and like swing and you're like running and your kids will just fall and they'll be fine and things like that it's it's kind of like a massive just like a trampoline place without the trampolines it's almost like the little gymnastic gym yeah yes yes that's a better way of putting it (laughs) it was upgraded in 2009 to include the world's largest pencil which is in there now (laughs) there's actually some hilarious pictures because they they bought this thing or they acquired it somehow i don't know but there's they had the they brought it in through a window so there's oh pictures God. of this massive pistol just sticking out of the window of the city museum, like over the streets. Oh, you can so go this, look at uh, this giant pencil existed somewhere else. And they I get, yeah, I don't know. They didn't say where they got it from, it. but they oh, brought it in in one piece. They didn't disassemble it to break it <laughs> in or anything. And they brought this massive pencil in. I'm okay. pretty sure it's okay. just inside the scaleless park. It weighs 2,121, wait, sorry, 21,700 pounds wow. um, is how much that pencil weighs. And then and now it's just on the floor in that skateless park and kids are climbing all over it and everything. <laughs> There's some more standard museum exhibits up on this floor. There's a one eighth size model train that functions and goes through some tunnels and things like that that like kids can go on. It's too small for adults to go on. Okay. There's a collection of vintage pinball machines that surround a bar called Beatnik Bob's. Nice. This is the floor that the circus is on now that I mentioned before, Circus Harmony. There's a taxidermized bug room. I I remember this play being like, oh, I wonder if that's cool, and walking in and being like, oh, this is a little weird, and then just leaving. (laughs) Um, But it's like a bunch of... We we were trying to think of the word taxidermy at one point, but it's a bunch of like stuff... I don't know how you taxidermy something. I'm not preserved. a hunter. Preserved. Preserved. That's preserved. a better word. Preserved yes. bugs and things like that, like butterflies and uh-huh. stuff like that. You didn't like it though. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not like. I don't even dislike bugs, but I just like. I don't feel the need to look at them more than I need to. Okay. Got <laughs> you know? And one of one of the most random museum exhibits is called a privy museum. Do you know what a privy is, mom? I don't. I was trying to. I was trying to come up with a good answer, but I don't. A privy, I don't a privy, or a loo, or a toilet. 
bathroom then. Okay. It's, I or an outhouse. Okay. Yeah. So this whole museum is only things that are found in outhouses. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that many things could be found in outhouses. Yeah, I think I think that's what they thought too. They're um I couldn't find like full pictures of the entire exhibit. Yeah. Um probably because then you wouldn't have to pay to go to the museum. Yeah, they want you to go there. But there it's like from what I could see from pictures, there's lots of like marbles and bottles and random <laughs> things. The quote on the on the website was like none of them are things you'd expect and things like that. Um, <laughs> I'd imagine there's probably some pretty weird shit that people have left in outhouses throughout. <laughs> weird yeah, shit. I guess so. Not literal shit. <laughs> I mean that too, but hopefully I mean, that's not in the museum. I sure shall hope so. <laughs> so now. There's a fourth floor now, which this is the newest part of the museum. Okay. This is actual art exhibits. The website said this is where the museum part of City Museum really comes in. Other than the whole place is showcasing old yeah. um, things that have been turned into art. It's all art. So, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think so too. But this is where you have the more standard art type things. There's a lantern slide collection from the old library at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Okay. That's some like vintage lantern oil paintings that probably are pretty cool if you're really into <laughs> art like that. Sure. The cornice from the Chicago Stock Exchange. I don't know what a cornice is. Is it's almost like a like a massive golden chest? I don't know, but it, it seems like okay. it's like 10 feet tall and it's just gold oh, wow. and decorative. And it, it wow. for forever was above the Chicago Stock Exchange. Not yeah. the New York Stock Exchange, okay. but the Chicago Stock Exchange. You might need to, I don't know. If you really want to see what this thing looks like, look it up because I can't really describe it. It's okay. just a big gold thing. <laughs> it's huh. kind of how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's probably one of the more valuable things in a museum, okay. though, if I had. There's also the St. Louis Art Center. This is where they like to um, display some of the local art from St. Louis artists, um, murals, mostly things like that. And there's also an art city where a place where people can participate in various art projects and things. Yeah. And I, that was one of the things that's always been a part of the museum. It seems like that was a pretty big goal of Bob's Mm -hmm. to make it where you could actually go there and create art, not just look at it and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I don't think we spent really any time in there. I, I, based on the way you just described it, I'm guessing you guys weren't particularly interested at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I would probably just wanted to go climb in tubes and exactly. things like that. <laughs> <laughs> so inside the building, the only other like prime attraction is called the ten story slide. Do you remember that? I. Uh, I remember a big slide. It, it's on the inside or that Yes, side? it's on the inside. Yeah, I do remember a big slide on the inside. Yeah, so it's called the 10-story slide. I couldn't uh-huh. verify that it was actually 10 stories. I'd assume so. I think that's why I'm confused because I don't think the building is 10 stories. The like, building just, is exactly 10 stories, but it doesn't uh, go to the roof. Uh, but I do think it goes lower than the ground. So maybe, uh, I don't know. Um, but, the whole, but this 10-story slide is made from old shoe like conveyor belt parts from the shoe museum yeah exactly it's, it's the shoe museum. yes or not a uh, shoe museum that's shoe shoe factory yeah. factory yeah but the slide it's like i watched this youtube video of a guy doing a walkthrough of city museum yeah and he was complaining for minutes and minutes about how bad this slide was because it's not it's it's a shoe track thing like it, it, you go down really slow and i remember like stopping a few times like yeah it's not something that you necessarily want to do 30 times but it's cool to say that you did it and it's 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 a spiral like it's a spiral slide that goes all the way down and i'm pretty sure you have to just walk stairs up to the top 
to get to it. Yeah. And and it also connects to the cave system all the way at the bottom. Um, I'm pretty sure the only way you can get here is through the caves. Okay. Okay. And then I think it might spit you out in a different place or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. It's it's very like this this whole thing is designed to get lost. Um, uh-huh. Which you should let yourself do if you go there. Absolutely, for sure. you're there to explore and to see, just like what comes up. Yes. <laughs> so that's all we saw when we were there. A little bit more than what we saw when we were there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we've already mentioned the roof. I I don't know if it was closed. I will say I don't remember. It's like, closed remember. during the winter months. Okay. Or when during the cold season, so yeah. it, it it could have been closed when we were there. But what I I remember seeing this school bus up on the yeah. roof. Yeah, 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 for sure. If if you one of the more like recognizable things about the city museum is they have this school bus up on the roof that's dangling over the edge of the building. Yes. And it looks just ridiculous. Yeah. Is the first thing. <laughs> And I remember wanting to see what that was. I was like, can you go in that? Like, do you just look at it or anything? Yeah. Because it's literally just dangling off the edge of a building. From looking into it now, you can go in there into the school bus. There's like stairs up to the top. You can walk out to the front of the school bus, sit in the driver's seat. And there's um the lever to like open the door still works, actually. But there's a cage around the door, so you can't fall okay. out. But okay. it's <laughs> if you want to go out on that school bus and the whole the whole thing where the school bus came from um it originated around a prank where bob cashley and a crane operator hoisted a a retired roxana school district bus onto the roof and then just denied that they did it just they were just like (laughs) no that wasn't me like that oh i don't know how that got up there or anything and it's obviously him and the dude with the crane (laughs) um and since then it's kind of just turned into an iconic exhibit it's just an old oh retired school God. bus that they just hoisted up on top of this building. But you can see it from like really far away and it immediate it's like it's kinda like a flag. Like it's kinda how I think yeah. about it. Like you're like, Oh, there's yeah. a city museum. Yeah. I mean, not that you can't see the other stuff. No, um, but that's on the roof. like definitely stands out. Yeah. The whole roof is pretty kick ass. They do a lot of events such as like small concerts and reservation parties. There is an extra charge to go up onto the roof though if you're just going to the museum and then there's a ferris wheel up on the roof too that also has a story it was apparently dropped off disassembled by a traveling circus in the parking lot in 2003 the crew working at the museum just liked it and they immediately reassembled it out this is like on the first floor and for a few years it was just on the ground like outside um i don't know they moved it up to the roof in 2008 to be an exhibit so it was for, for five years it was just they're not technically a part of the museum or maybe they were including it i guess yeah, but yeah. this whole thing came from it just being dropped off out front by oh like a God. traveling circus that was like i guess this these weird asses will want it like we can just leave it there <laughs> yeah. and they were right i mean they, they took it they, <laughs> they wanted it they were excited now it's, it's up on the roof it gives you great views it's included with your pass up to the roof and stuff and this specific type of ferris wheel is called a big eli wheel it was originally built in 1900 wow they had ferris wheels in 1900 i don't know if i would ride this thing not gonna lie (laughs) um i think that's scary as shit the uh uh, 100 year old ferris wheel on top of the building but it's i bet it's come on it's it's pretty small it's pretty small it's not as i don't think it's as i'm just i don't know you don't like yeah whatever you can do it. I wouldn't discourage others, but I probably, okay. I, I'd take some convincing myself. <laughs> and then perhaps the largest part of the roof is that massive dome that I had mentioned before. Yes. So not only did Bob Castley take this dome, he also added his own touch though. He added a 24 foot tall praying mantis sculpture on top of it. 
<laughs> of course, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that was exactly what I thought. I, if someone handed me a dome, I, that's what I'd do. The sculpture itself weighs 3,000 pounds what? and it is on top of this dome. There's like now there's ramps, like spiral ramps to go around the dome up to the top around this praying mantis sculpture. Okay. Um, and then there's a giant slide that goes down from it as well. There's a few slides up on the roof. There's like decorative water towers and things all around the roof. It's overall just a really big event hosting space with some okay. unique historical artifacts. A lot of the big ones, like a lot of the really big things that were probably too big to put inside the museum. So that's about where the museum is today. There's been the obvious turbulences of COVID. This place is, yeah. I can't imagine a place that would be hit any harder by it because it's just... Well, because you touch everything. You touch everything. So, that's yeah. the whole, like... Lore. Yeah, that, that's exactly what you're there to do. Yeah. In the last exhibit opened in 2019, so they haven't made any brand new exhibits for a few years, but this could also be due to the untimely death of Bob Cassidy on September 26, 2011. Yes, I would like to hear more about this, because I yeah. don't think when we visited, I don't think I was... Well, no, I mean, they all. have, on the website, they like, they do mark like when he died and everything like that, mm -hmm. but it's largely due to the fact that it was marked an accident immediately and it's still technically law enforcement classifies it as an accident sure. okay so my sources for this part fox news to st louis the riverfront times another st louis um newspaper and then there was actually a reddit thread that was put together by okay. user m travis rose but was actually a ton of help like it had a lot okay. of first-hand sources of everything about this yeah let's get into it it's not too long of a story so Bob was having dinner with his stepson, Max, one day on September 25th, uh, so the day before he was found dead. He had dinner with his stepson, Max, and apparently went off to work on the site called Cementland, the one I had yeah. mentioned before. Yes. So this was an entirely different project. This this is yes. nothing to do with, uh, they might be like financially tied to City Museum, sure. but it's not yeah. City Museum. Okay. It's on like the outskirts of town. I don't know too, too much about St. Louis, but I'm pretty, pretty sure the part that he's building this is like up the river where a lot of the economic turnover happens. And okay. it's so his whole goal was he wanted to just make a like industrial theme park was what he was huh. trying to do. And this whole place, it's 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 you can go there now, but it was never finished. It, it was right. abandoned after his death. So it's like this half finished, like just construct like cement things everywhere that it and almost from just your understanding it's on the river it's it's yes it's north okay. of town like on the outskirts of town okay. up the river it's not i don't know if it's on the water but it's really close to the river all right so the last time bob was seen he was having dinner with his stepson and then he said he went to work there by himself okay so he was like a workaholic type guy he was he okay. had his own bulldozer and was out there working just by himself uh, he wasn't hiring people to do his work for him. He was doing yeah. it himself. But the next morning, he was found in what appeared to be a bulldozer crash. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the story was that he was working on the place, and he was driving the bulldozer, and it just somehow fell down a hill. But there was a lot of strange things at this scene. Like, when I hear bulldozer, bulldozers aren't very fast. No. Um, I could see a bulldozer knocking something over and that yes. hitting you. Or... Uh, or if it were to go down a hill, you could get thrown from it. But he was found in the cab of the bulldozer, uh -huh. like which uh -huh. had apparently tumbled down this hill. He uh -huh. was found in the cab, like, and it was it was upright. Bulldozer was upright. He was just sitting uh -huh. in the cab. He was bloodied, like clearly had clearly was dead. But there was no blood found in the cab. Oh, huh. That seems weird. 
Yeah, hit the back of his head and like his neck where where it was like clearly like uh, impact damage Trauma. and things like that. Yeah, but there was there was rocks nearby that had blood on them. They were never collected for sampling. Oh. And that's going to become the real, that's what I'm going to kind of harp on, is the St. Louis PD really fucked up this investigation. And it's kind of never going to go, never going to be solved because of it. Hmm. It was very, very quick to be ruled an accident. I don't know if, it, I don't necessarily think it was like conspiracy or anything like that. I think it was sure. just shoddy police work. Just, yeah, okay. This was also a time there was civil rights riots going on a lot in the city and things right. like that. So the police force was really Busy. dispersed and things like that. And I mean, it's a lot easier to have an accidental death than to have to investigate something yeah. um and that's one of the other weird things about there's not really any great suspects like okay. they're like that's why i'm not really gonna say anyone that i really think could could have done it because it's could be any of them if i was like it could be this person yeah i that's just as easily a guess as anyone else yeah wow. but back back to the bulldozer right it was found upright there was some indications of it falling like it had it was a little banged up like a okay. mirror had fallen off and there was like a dent on the top okay i would also say that that stuff can just happen from time it's yeah it might have already had a missing mirror and dents on top yeah and it was the bulldozer itself was never taken in as evidence or further examined by any experts wow. so the other strange event that kind of surrounds this whole time was um this stepson max that he was going to have dinner for there was a very strange incident just a few months prior with him so this is a few months before bob was found dead so his story goes that he was found at around six in the morning two armed men showed up at his house um his roommate was like dealing weed so he let them in because they said they wanted to buy drugs but when they got inside they immediately were like where's max and they went and found max and they um they shot him with an assault rifle in the arms and legs. What? And the dude was caught later that day and was charged to 10 years in prison. Oh so I, I don't know. I It seems like it was just like a drug shooting. No. But okay. like, I mean, it, when you look at it, like this guy's dad was found dead just a few months later. Yeah. It's definitely something worth mentioning. Very odd. Yes. Yeah. Max himself maintains that the incidents aren't related. That's kind of all he would say about it. But there were also one of the other stories I like I read this on that Reddit thread and apparently it was something that like Max said that apparently Bob had been mugged while working at Cementland mm. by three people just a few months okay. before. Yeah. But that seems weird because he was there by himself at night. He obviously was comfortable enough yeah. to be doing stuff like that. But if that's yeah. true, then that would mean at least someone's trying to come after him. Yes. I don't know. He apparently never like he didn't report the incident but he like told his masseuse and his wife and things like that like it's he apparently he like beat the shit out of the guys i don't know (laughs) that's he like the quote from his masseuse was like he told he told him that like you should see the you should see the other guys or something like that like he clearly wasn't too scared of everything but he also like handled the situation i guess but then like what the hell happened Mm -hmm. to this whole thing because yeah. it doesn't seem like a bulldozer crash to me. Right. It's like if he cried, I mean, you think he he was found like 15 feet away. Then I'd be like, OK, yeah, he was thrown from the cab when that happened. But the fact that he were to roll over in the bulldozer, stay in the cab and have no blood in the cab is very, very yeah, weird. The fact that there because I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know the terrain. So like maybe the bulldozer fell. But the fact that there's no blood in the cabin is like, yeah. okay. And there there was some indications that like 
something fell down the hill, but like sure. his his wife when he died, Giovanna hired a bunch of investigators to look into this stuff oh, because okay. she was kind of the only one pushing for that. Okay. But there wasn't really any great suspects or clues because yeah. the investigation was fucked up so bad from the beginning because it was immediately yeah. dismissed as an accident. It, it, it was one of those things where they didn't take anything into evidence. They didn't take any samples. Like the blood on those rocks could have not even been his. Like right. it could have been someone else and they would never even know. This wife, Giovanna, the one. So when she inherits everything, the first thing I think is, okay, let's look at her, right? Sure. Yeah. But she, to this day, maintains that she thinks he was beaten to death. She's one of the only people that is very adamant about that she thinks he was attacked. And if she was the one perpetrating the attack, that doesn't make sense to me. She hired an autopsy tech that said the injuries were way more consistent with being beaten. And Mm -hmm. she offered many rewards for any information, but none ever Mm -hmm. came forward. Obviously, you, you have to take like the autopsy information with a grain of salt because it was someone she hired. But that's what most reports since then have said. But his two children, he had two children, Max and Daisy. Uh, Max is the one with that incident before, but they both think it was an accident. They both think it was a crash. Okay. His two children and his past wife, Gail, his business partner from the museum, all maintain that it was an accident. Okay. But they, they really haven't been too... Cooperative? No, not... They've been they've been cooperative, but they haven't been the ones trying to push for investigation. That's been Giovanna. Okay. okay. But so you, usually with cases like this, your first clue is to follow the money, like who sure. got the money, but that'd be Giovanna. Yeah. Um, but then why is she protesting for investigation? And But then why is his family saying it was an accident yeah. when, and clearly disagreeing with his other wife? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's yeah. This is one of those things. I have legitimately no answers. I have no clue what happened <laughs> to this guy, but I don't think he died in a crash. I think he was murdered, but I have no idea by who. Absolutely no idea. Well, okay. So I have a couple of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, not answers, just thoughts. One is that I don't know how much you remember about St. Louis, but St. Louis is a rough town. Sure. I, you know, when we got off the train there immediately, we had people trying to sell us drugs. I don't know if you actually remember that, but we were, yeah, we were approached and asked if we wanted to buy anything, I guess, you know, cause we just got there and they're like, Hey, welcome. Want some drugs? Yeah. And we're like, no, for my, for my children. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely here for the drugs. So thank you for <laughs> for welcoming us. Honestly, like that was our first impression. So, you know, Visitors Bureau of St. Louis, like might want to work on that. I remember seeing the Blues Stadium. That was my first impression. That's the hockey stadium. <laughs> okay. You, I think you pick out stadiums more than I do for sure. But then when we went on the boat ride, do you remember going on the boat ride? Or yes. not even? Yes, yes. Okay. Because ultimately, the uh, St. Louis Arch was under construction, and so we could not go up to the top of it, which which is what I would have wanted to do. But it was under construction, and so they you, you weren't allowed to. Yeah. And so we only just got to walk around the bottom of it or whatever. And because we couldn't do that, we did like a I don't even technically know like it's a tug- was it why. a tugboat? Steamboat? No, it wouldn't have been a tugboat. Maybe it maybe a the kind of the wheels on the back. I forgot what those are called. But so we did a like a riverboat tour, I guess. And riverboat. when you're going down the river, you do see that's why I asked you if it was on the river. I think I think the area that we went to on that boat is yeah. around the same area where that happened. Because it's just industry. You know, it's just factories. Yeah. Many, many, many of the factories were abandoned, you know, mm-hmm. so they were just closed down, empty warehouses and stuff. So all this to say, 
if our guy here was building cement town, is that what cement land, cement land over here, which, you know, obviously the land is available because there's not a whole lot else going on over there. Like yeah. if he's building cement land over here in an area of town that everything is abandoned. I would imagine there's a lot of not so great people out there. And especially when you mentioned that he had been mugged before. Yeah. He might have just been the kind of guy that's like, I don't freaking care. Like, whatever. It's come true. at me. You know, like, and, and it come very much like me. <laughs> it could just be, it's it, like, it doesn't have to be to those incidents were related. Like, they could just be. Oh, no, be, no, no. Like, just another dude that, that went. Part of town. Because, like, yeah. hey, why is he, like, do bulldozing at night? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. I, and it's one of the, like, he wasn't confirmed to be doing it at night he could have been killed during oh, the day and was just, just there overnight okay. yeah okay. my the only thing i think of with like it being a random crime is like it, it was it was just really i don't actually it could like it wasn't staged yeah. well it was just <laughs> like, it was, like, i was gonna say it was staged really well but it wasn't it, it was just messed up and someone yeah shit yeah, they got yeah. away with one you know yeah like it, it's like what really sucks about hearing about stuff like this is it's just there's no way to solve it because there's no, no evidence. That it's- well, yeah, and especially like when you said the wife is like offering rewards and stuff like that. But if frankly, if it's just some like random druggie who yeah mugged him, like whatever. Well, I would not- think if it was a random druggie who mugged him, they would almost take the reward. But then they're in jail. They have to like they're just turning themselves. But in. yeah, but you're. I think you might be overestimating their judgment well, abilities. Maybe they they didn't. Get if there's if there's someone that would randomly kill a guy, I'm not sure that they have all that all that judgment, like the highest level of judgment. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I will be solved one day. We'll get a deathbed confession or something like that. But like honestly, regardless of how he was murdered, because you're right, they might not figure that out. Who knows? Um, a, I think it's crazy that the police did not investigate it yeah. better um, because this man is like a historical figure of that city at this point. Like mm-hmm. he's contributed to the city, brought an attraction to the he's city. He's like a local that, celebrity and yes. things like that. So like, okay, cool. Maybe we do just think it's an accident, but we are going to investigate this so that no one can ever question that we investigated yeah. this properly. So that part... Just makes me really sad. There's no shortage of people thinking that like there's some sort of cover up going on or anything like that. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I mean, take I don't know who jumps, they'd be but... covering up for. Ter- like, yeah, I mean, I mean, the uh, for me, it almost seems like it might. It has to have been something money related. I don't. I don't yeah. know. Uh, uh, like potentially someone wanting his shares of something, but then it seems right. like he didn't have a will. Right. So it, it's right. not like anyone. So was... it was just gonna go to next to Ken. If you don't like, if you don't have a will, basically, I mean, it's a process, but it, it, well, it, it went, it went to his to, wife and then, yeah, it went to his wife and it, it just, none of it really adds up to me. Like, yeah. it's very strange. And the cases remain unsolved by St. Louis law enforcement and they rule it as an accident, but there yeah. have been some reports that have came mm-hmm. out since that say he was beaten to death. Um, there's a few like formal reports that say he was beaten, but yeah. the cause of death was accidental and things like that. Oh. Huh. Just weird stuff. Like, I, I mean, accidentally beaten to death. Whoops. Yes, you know, as <laughs> as you do. But yeah, poor Bob. I love Bob. Yeah, I hate that because I really. Hey, I didn't know that he had died when we yeah. visited, and I really do think that the museum itself is so unique. Like it, it yeah. really is. And I don't care if you visit St. Louis and you have kids or you don't have kids or whatever. Because even as you heard Cameron telling, like if 
I would say if you went as like a young adult kind of, you know, yeah. if I went, if I, if I went with like bar. my girlfriend, we could go to the bar like yeah. or something like that. Go up to the bar, crawl around in the tubes a little bit, walk through. I am always just fascinated by people. I've said this before that just become obsessed with something. Yeah. And it sounds like he, he was just so obsessed in creating this museum. I actually wish I could go to cement land. But yeah. he didn't finish it's, it. I it's would a, like to know what that was. Yeah, it's be. abandoned, but there it's like graffiti tagged and everything like that now. Like there's definitely people huh. that go out there. I would love to know what his vision for it was, you know, if yeah. I had completed it. But you already said he's not a man that tends to tell you why he's doing it. Yes, he tends to just do things. And <laughs> so, so I'm guessing that doesn't really exist. But yeah, I think that's really a shame that yeah. his death wasn't properly investigated. Also, of course, a shame that he died here. Yeah. But a great like revisit to City Museum, which yeah, is absolutely. Such a cool place. So Yeah. So I and like I said, I really I hadn't heard of the stories of Bob until I started I, I had already chosen to do this episode on City yeah. Museum and was looking into it. Then I found that and was like, I can't get away from this stuff. Yeah. But for this week, I think we should try to do something nice in Bob's name. Yeah. Our charity for the week is going to be Art St. Louis. Uh-huh. Their focus is on turning ideas into impact surrounding artwork in the St. Louis area. It's a group of people that I think it would mean a hell of a lot to to mm-hmm. receive this. And it's definitely what Bob would want. Aww. The museum itself doesn't have any charities since it's okay. a it's a private business and everything like that. Okay. But I, I think that Art St. Louis, they're trying to give the community of St. Louis more opportunities and access to art. And I think that's exactly what Bob was trying to do. Yeah, that's really cool. No, I think that's a really good choice of an organization to to put out there for this week's episode. That's yeah, really and cool. that'll be linked in the show notes if it jumps out to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll also be one of the options for at the end of the month to select our charity for the month. Yeah, and Patreon. of course, to have a vote and select for a charity between one of the charities from our episodes, you need to be one of our Patreons, which we would love. It, it is an opportunity to just support Cameron and I. Yeah, you know, obviously lot. we aren't making any money doing this. Or any, maybe someday, <laughs> big dreams, right? Um, but no, uh, we're just we're just enjoying telling stories and revisiting places that we've been to. So if you want to support us, we would love that. And then yes, you get to vote each month on our charities and one of and whichever one our patreons pick we will send a donation to so yeah i like i had started at the beginning of this episode i kind of forgot about city museum because yeah. sorry missouri but there's not too much going on over there compared to a lot of the <laughs> other places in the world right but th- this place is a gem like I, I think if you go to st louis and don't go to this place unless you had yeah. crazy other plans i think you really missed out <laughs> right it's not really somewhere i've seen things like it many other places yes. It's very unique. Very, very unique. It'll definitely make you feel like a kid for the day. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, I agree with that for sure. Maybe, maybe there'll be some new exhibits coming out in the future that we can check out. I know. There's been, they've put in new exhibits since um, Bob's passed away, but I I do think it's been mostly pandemic stuff that's kind of thrown that off recently. I think you're right that. I could only imagine they've been hit. Yeah, pretty they hard by they've people. been doing limited capacity as far as I could see now. Okay, but I do think they had they were able to have some events and things there over okay. the past year. All right, awesome. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing that story. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a really good time looking into it. Yeah, 
And yeah, and I'm looking forward to sharing another story next week. It's actually a story I've been looking forward to for um, pretty much since the week we decided to do this podcast. I'm uh, yes. looking forward to telling this story, so I'm very excited to do that. Yeah, I have I have my book for the next time, next episode I'm planning on doing. But I won't lie, this book is massive, way bigger than I thought it was going to be. So oh, wait. Um, okay, hold on, because my my book is massive too. How many pages is yours? Five hundred. Okay, let me see. I haven't actually looked. Five hundred. Four hundred and fifty-four. It's weak numbers. <laughs> <laughs> my book blows your book out. All right, you got me beat. All right, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Good. So yeah. I've heard it's a great book, but I also haven't read a five hundred page book in quite a long time. I would just do like an hour a day. Like don't, you know, don't try yeah. to sit down. and. Oh, geez. Yeah, we'll see how it goes though. And I'm excited for that. Yes, should be fun. All right. Well, have a great rest of your weekend, Cameron. You too. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.